and this is as real as it gets. This is Angel Leanne coming straight to you from the United Kingdom and you are listening to the UCW radio show. In your face. <laughs> the number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW radio. In your face. Give it to me, baby. All right, welcome to the UCW Radio Show, and we have another great guest lined up for the show. If you're, if look, if you're an action film buff or fan, look, you know names like Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Willis, Norris, Seagal, Van Damme. Uh, the list goes on. And our next guest, I believe, his name is going to be added onto that list. So, without further ado. I want to bring on our guest, A.J. Draven. A.J., welcome to the UCW Radio Show. How are you? Great, man. Thanks for having me, Lou. No, well, thanks for coming on. You know, we had uh, we had a little mishap, but I guess, you know, we we figured everything out, <laughs> finally, uh, to get you yeah, on. Yeah, as long as you guys are good, I'm good to go, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, we're, we're good to go. Um, you know, why, why don't you tell us what, what, what you have going on, you know, because you have, uh, your background is a pretty eclectic, you know, you are, you're heavily involved in the world of martial arts, but you're doing so many things in Hollywood that I don't really know where to start, so, uh, why don't you just kick us off so that our listeners can get more acquainted with you? <laughs> Sounds good, man. Yeah, uh, I guess eclectic is a pretty good word for it. Um, interesting. I've never I've never used that one myself, but I, I dig it. Um, yeah, I do, you know, I'm a martial artist. I do. I specialize in Krav Maga, um, which is the you know Israeli street fighting thing. Um, very similar, to, like mixed martial arts, MMA, um, and uh, but mainly for the street. And uh, it's you know it's taken me into some movies and films and some stunt work and, and stuff like that. I I guess my most recent gig, which just came out last week, I, I did I worked on the the video game Halo Four, mm-hmm. did all the the motion capture and stunt work and martial arts fighting for for the game, which was pretty sweet gig. I, I had one of the best times of my life on that job. Yeah, I can imagine because you're you're a part of history there because I think they sell what. Like a trillion of those games. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think they made like two hundred and twenty million in twenty four hours. So wow, that's um, that's crazy. I, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm trying to make some phone calls so I can get a piece of that, but we'll, we'll see. I, I'm not too sure about that. But. <laughs> Even if you got a half a percent of a half a percent of a half a percent, that'd still be a decent amount of money. Hey, I take it, but you know the the funny thing is, uh, actors. Um, we still haven't figured out. We we still don't get residuals on video game work, which is uh, which is kind of a touchy subject within the industry. But trying to figure out how to make this all work through the you know Screen Actors Guild and the unions. Um, granted, I love the job. We get compensated very well, and it's it's a great gig. And you know I would do it again and again. However, um, yeah, it's a it's a big part of it. You you know we. If there was a way to figure out how to make residuals off these things, it'd be nice. I'll tell you that much. So. Yeah, well, it'd definitely be nice because these games, some some of them make more than films actually make, which is interesting. Yeah, they're uh, yeah they. I mean, people are out waiting lines. I mean, 
$220 million in 24 hours ain't bad, no matter what you're selling. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, like a, um, it's like a cult type of thing, you know, and, and yeah, it's not only kids. It's uh, you know, every age group that's playing games, which is which is wild, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, I had, um, you know, people from all facets of life, you know, hearing about me working on it and just coming up to me and just saying, oh, my God, you're on Halo. It's my favorite game. And I had no idea they were even gamers. But, yeah, people all over are playing it. Um, I got to say, probably one of the most fun jobs I've ever had. I spent basically most a lot of last summer just pretending I was, you know, a badass, fighter dude and fighting people and and flying around and you know doing stunts and flying onto mats and just it was it was just a blast so i'm very grateful it was it was, it was a fun gig well, it allowed you to be a kid again with uh things all over your body <laughs> yeah i felt like a five-year-old with like a velcro suit and white balls all over me so. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly uh aj what i want to do i want to i want to crank back a little bit you know uh as as you mentioned, you you're involved in martial arts. You you're involved in Krav Maga. You know how how did you did you initially get involved in martial arts? You know, I started. I actually growing up, I just fell in love with action movies. I was like an action movie addict. I, I remember one summer I was you know in probably junior high, and we had this little video store, this little video game store near. Uh, not video game, video rental store mm-hmm. near my house at the grocery store, and they had the action se- section. And I, I literally went from, like, they were listening to alphabetical order, and I went from A all the way down to Z and, and read it every single movie in the section. Just, like, anytime there was, like, a fight scene or some guy overcoming and, like, saving the day or being a hero, I was like, that's my movie. I just loved it. I watched every single one. It was, I mean, we're talking stuff starring anybody way all the way you know from arnold schwarzenegger all the way down to like billy blanks making movies and i watched them all so well that's that's that's... i uh you know i really i loved it and i just loved the fighting aspect and um i wanted to get involved i I started off and then you know i really became a fan of guys like you know bruce lee and and van damme and you know i know you know van damme was someone of a kickboxer and i just I started training in, in Muay Thai kickboxing. Um, just went to this little gym in Vegas and was learning how to do it. Um, I actually grew up in the Midwest in Chicago and St. Louis, but moved out to Vegas when I was about 18 and started kickboxing there and, uh, and really just fell in love with it. Um, and when I moved, when I moved, I kept wanting to move West out to Los Angeles to pursue a career in entertainment um, hopefully with involved with, you know, acting or fighting and martial arts all, all mixed together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just for a new place to train. I, I moved about three blocks from the worldwide headquarters of Krav Maga, which just happened to be in Los Angeles. It was brought there from Israel, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought it to Los Angeles to spread throughout the world. And this LA became the home base. I just happened by the studio and it was, uh, it was so, it just hit me at the core. It was so real and aggressive and kind of similar to Muay Thai as the way they punch and kick, and I just mm-hmm. kind of fit right in. And I just, you know, kind of was right place, right time, and it became a huge part of my life. And, you know, ever since, I've, I still I still do it every day. I, I, I teach instructors. I do seminars throughout the world. Um, you know, that's kind of my other gig when I'm not doing something in 
entertainment, making a film or, or doing some sort of work, I'm, I'm teaching, I'm teaching Krav Maga and I, I just love it. And you, you know, what's interesting that, you know, it not, it's not that you have to teach is that you love the arts that much that you want to do it. You know, I, absolutely, I mean, I, it, it kind of hits me in my core. It's, mm-hmm. You know, Krav Maga, I work for the Krav Maga Worldwide Organization, which is the biggest in the world as far as Krav Maga goes. We have four or 500 schools across the world. We train over 500 different law enforcement agencies, um, you know, and anything from, you know, regular police officers all the way down to special ops, you know, Secret Service, even Navy SEALs. You know, these guys want to know how to get out of any situation, and we're, we're training them, and, and it, it's just, it's great to be a part of, of that and be able to, you know, really help people that need it. And, you know, we'll, it, it'll be anyone from, like I said, some specialist in, you know, an anti-terrorist unit to, to a woman who's been, you know, victimized and needs something to help her move forward in life and, and, you know, get confidence back and, you know, and, and anyone can learn it. And it's just, it's so real and kind of awareness building and confidence building and just, helps you feel safe walking the streets. And that, that's really the whole goal of the system is to mm-hmm. go home safe. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really do love it. I, I think I, I probably teach it for the rest of my life and, and, and continue to do it and, and work with it. And you also work with kids too, right? Um, I, I do. I, somewhat. I, I started, I helped start a, a program called um, KMX uh, years ago. And I, working with kids, it's the Krav Maga worldwide kids program um which i don't i'm not actively involved with it as much anymore i'm too busy with you know entertainment and working with the adults and and other things like that um but we have an incredible group of instructors that are now taking part in it um i actually helped develop that system with um the late marnie levine who was one of my great mentors um she's the wife of darren levine who brought the system, brought Krav Maga to America in, I think, the 80s, and she's just a wonderful person who unfortunately passed away, um, uh, lost the battle of cancer, I think maybe seven, eight years ago, something like that. But I worked with her very closely and to help develop the, the kids' program. You know, you have to change things a little bit for the kids because, you know, we, we're teaching them fundamentals of how to protect themselves. But, you know, with the adults, it's like, we're eye gouging and scratching and, <laughs> and, and clawing your way out of any situation is basically as brutal and aggressive as you can possibly be. And with the kids, it's a little more teaching them discipline and um, understanding fundamentals. And, but we don't want them going out there on the playground and like kicking their friend in the nuts. And <laughs> no, no, you, and, you, you don't want that. They're playing basketball all of a sudden, bing, bing, bing. They're poking out eyes. It's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I had some good, uh, I one time had a guy who, uh, a kid who I was training who, who calls, he was a trouble kid and he calls me up one day and was like, Hey man, I, uh, I, something went down. I got in a fight and I, you know, when I'm teaching people generally, I give them the Spider-Man speech where it's like with, you know, the Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility because we're teaching these people how to like really hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And this kid's like 14 or 15, you know, he was getting picked on at school and just, always had trouble but like i trained them for a couple of years and by the end of it he was just you know he hit hard mm-hmm. let's put it like you know you didn't want to get hit by this kid as an adult or anybody if he connected you'd be you know going out probably and uh i'm like oh god here comes <laughs> here comes this 
situation that I've been, you know, trying to avoid my whole life. And, and he, he, uh, I, one of the things I teach him was like, Hey, when, when they're no longer a threat, you know, you back off and, you know, cause your whole goal is to get out of the situation safe. And we don't as, as aggressive as we teach people to keep punching, kicking, fighting at all costs. It's mm-hmm. like, you got to know when up. And he was like, yeah, I, I, uh, this guy kept coming at me and I, and I hit him in the face and I was like, all right, here it comes. And I was like, what happened next? Cause you know, normally I'm teaching, you know, he's still fighting. You're like stomping his head on the ground. We're doing whatever we got to do. And he, uh, he says, well, you know, I, I hit him in the face and his braces came out and he's laying on the floor bleeding, curled up in a ball crying. And, you know, so I figured he was no longer a threat. So I just went and got the teacher. I was like, Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, you don't want uh, you don't want further problems beyond that. But you know, at least uh, at least he he did uh, listen to you. That's a good thing. No, so he 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 listens to me. So he's a good kid. Um, but yeah, man, I, I love that stuff, and I've tried to bring it um, into you know trying to segue it a little bit into entertainment. I have um, I have a film out right now that. It still airs. It's been airing for about a year now on Showtime and the movie channel. Um, it's out on, uh, but, you know, they aired at like midnight. It's a it's an action movie uh, with starring myself and uh, Stephen Bauer. Mm-hmm. I remember Stephen Bauer from Scarface. Yeah, Stephen and Bauer. He's, and he's been on, like, Breaking Bad recently. He's a um, great guy. And, and Finola Hughes, who was, uh, she's an Emmy Award winning soap actress, actually, and actress from a lot of things, like Staying Alive, but she was on General Hospital for, I think, 30 years or something. Um, she had a cool role in it. But I, I tried to do a lot of... Uh, I, I did. I acted in the film, and I, um, and I had a ton of fights, and I was over... I filmed this in the Philippines for about... I was over there for about five months, and I, I tried to do a mix of a, a lot of Krav Maga in it, mm-hmm. um, you know, being attacked by... I get in the film. I get attacked by all different, you know, terrorists, Abu Sayyaf terrorists from, um, you know, deep in the, in the Philippines that where you know a lot of kidnappings and terrorist activity goes on, and and you know, so I'm having them attack me with like guns and knives and sticks and different scenarios, and it was pretty cool to put it on film, um, and get to do some of the choreography for that as well. Well, let me ask you a question because I, you know, I, I speak to I have uh, friends of mine that are, you know, martial arts choreographers and and whatnot for film. But over the past, I don't know, I'm going to say over the past, you know, ten maybe fifteen years, the uh, the choreography that goes into these action films they've changed. You you look at even films, um, recent films like Batman. That choreography right. is is a little more intense. Where if you look at Batman when um, uh, Michael Keaton was uh, in, you know playing the role, okay, the fight scenes are much different. They're more real today than I would say that they were they were back then. Now, do you do you find that being the case uh, when you're uh, when you're doing the choreography for these some some of these films and uh, shows? Well, I got to say, I love the trend. I mean, I, as the real, the more real, the better for me, you know, as much as I love, you know, Batman, when you hit the guy and the, you know, pow letters come up and, um, you get the bam thing going on. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like real stuff too. And I, I mean, I, I love it cause that's, that's what I do. And that's what I take to heart. I mean, I just, um, you know, I actually find myself, I find it hard 
for me when I watch movies because I'm so you know entrenched and I go to every action film I go to I'm I'm like picking apart these scenes I'm like oh that would happen oh that that would never happen or um you know it's just it's just so real for me but I gotta say like I I really do love the trend with like you know even like the way they've changed over James Bond you know back from and nothing against James Bond from the 90s I love those movies but I was just having a conversation with my buddy about this the other day, you know, back when Pierce Brosnan was doing it, it had that old like kitschy kind of feel and he'd mm-hmm. throw the one punch and like fix his suit and, you know, have the stare at the camera. And now you got like Daniel Craig in there who just looks like such a badass, mm-hmm. you know, and just like those fights just seem so real and just gritty. And I, I just love it. Um, I'm a huge fan of that kind of stuff. It, it, and, and when I see it, I get excited and, you know, it makes me want to do it in, in my future projects and, and go that way. So, yeah, I would say it is getting real. I mean, even on Halo 4, um, they were, you know, when I got hired, they were like, look, we're doing this fight and you're fighting a couple of these aliens and, or whoever they are. And, and, you know, we want it to look real. Like, we don't want the kung fu looking stuff. We want it to look like you are in a fight. You're this. You're a Spartan, and you're just. A, you're just. I want you to hit hard, and you know, no funky spinning kicks. Like you're gonna take his knee out, and you're gonna bash him across the face. No, so that's pretty cool. So they wanted. They wanted to see. I mean, they wanted to see you like really uh, get into it with someone, so that people think that you're really uh, battling in in the video game. Oh yeah, I mean, it was. They they definitely wanted the real deal versus you know the the kind of old school kung fu type movie stuff it was it was very rugged hardcore was, i felt like you know good for me right up my alley because you know i just like i like punching hard kicking hard making it aggressive and you know fits right in with my personality and um and and you know i think it's going to look pretty cool because of it this this whole trend is really kind of fits my liking um, and I, I'm hoping it sticks around. I, I don't see why I wouldn't. No, I don't think it's going to change because, I mean, you have, you know, with, with USC and the way, you know, mixed martial arts has uh, taken uh, the world by storm, um, people want to see that real stuff because you have more, you know, I guess more laymen that aren't really involved in martial arts that they'll they'll know certain moves and when they see it in a film they're like oh yeah but he's not doing it right and they right. St- they start critiquing you like okay well <laughs> what are you guys like the judge is like a reality show or what <laughs> yeah right like the, all of a sudden everyone's an expert because mm-hmm. they've been watching on tv but hey i tell you what the, you know the people want what they want and if you know i don't think anyone wants to be faked out they want to see they want to see good stuff they want to see real stuff and and when they see something that's done, you know, realistically but exceptionally well, you know, you know, people people really dig it, you know. So, you know, the Bourne movies and, like I said, the, you know, even from Casino Royale, since mm-hmm. they brought Daniel Craig oh, into doing all the... That, that um, was a great film. That was a great film. Oh, from the moment it turned on, I was like, they just changed James Bond. And, you know, I'm a huge fan all of a sudden from, you know, that uh, initial race. Mm-hmm. When they're running through the town, I was like, "This is great." Yeah, I, um, I, I saw that. I said, "Ah, my knees hurting me. Can't do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can walk out of there with a knee injury. That's for sure. Oh yeah, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Let, let me ask you this: you know, you, you know, when people, 
when they go into a dojo and they train, okay, you know, even what you're doing with Krav Maga, it's it's different, you know, and, and how hard is it for you to take what you know in, in the world of martial arts and, you know, because fight choreography, you know, when you do it, it's a lot different than real fighting, but you're yeah. making it so real. How hard is it to do that? Uh, it's tough. I mean, look, it's a lot has to do with, the, there's a lot of factors that go into it. One, you need someone that can, that can look like they know what they're doing. Um, and, and generally that means you've got a, you need at least a good stunt guy that can double your actors or you have to have an actor that knows how to fight or can at least is athletic and can handle themselves. Um, Two, and probably most importantly, you have to understand the camera and the camera angles and and where the shots need to be taken from. Um, Because if they're in the wrong places and the wrong position, you know, I don't care how good you are or how good your kicks are or your punches, it's just not going to look good unless you catch the right angle with it. Um, So that's... Sorry, that's always going to be of utmost importance. And then three, having having like a team together that, that you can work with, with like stunt, stunt guys and other fighters. So it's not just one guy. I actually kind of funny story. When I went, when I did special ops, for example, I was in the Philippines and as, and as the actor, the, you know, a lot of the guys that I was fighting were not actually professional stunt guys. Um, so, you know, we, a lot of them were just, you know, maybe martial artists or people that hadn't even done much film work before. And there's a big difference. So a lot of my job was I'm, I'm trying to act in the scene. And then I'm also working on the fight choreography. Um, cause that was part of my job. And I'm, I'm working with guys that have never shot a scene before. And I think, uh, you know, it, it came off and, you know, if I would have had a full stunt team of everyone that knows what they're doing, I think it can look even better. Mm-hmm. Um, you need people working together. You need the right angles. You need to, and then you need people that are proficient enough, you know, to look good doing it. Um, and any one of those things that, you know, that goes wrong or is off, then and you'll notice because mm-hmm. you know the camera's not gonna, not gonna hide. It's not gonna lie to you. Right. You see what you see. So, um, yeah. And then I guess the last thing, and and sorry, not and of any least importance, just as much as the editing. Um, you got to find a good editor that can cut the scenes together right and 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 put put the right shots in the right order because you know editing the scenes is is just huge to make the scene you know run smoothly and run well and well i think that you know and again i'm not a fight choreographer uh but i would think that having also having a director that sees what you see is key as well because if you're on the same page then they can actually you know have the camera set in in the right positions to get the right angles to get the right shot absolutely i mean you got to have a director you got to have a director of photography dp um you know maybe there's a second unit director that's focusing on the action or a stunt coordinator it's like they all have to be working in conjunction with each other um to make it work because you know if somebody's not it's just not going to look good and you know, I I would say more often than not when I watch a movie, I'm disappointed with the fights. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think you know that that's why I guess you, know, you mentioned Bruce Lee uh, in film. 
Okay, and, and he when he did some of his scenes, he had I guess, from what I gather, you know, from speaking to people that trained with him, um, that he had a pet peeve that he needed the scene to look as real as possible. So he actually sometimes connected with people <laughs> when, right. when he was doing his scenes. But that you know that that's the key thing because you want you want it to be believable. Yeah, I mean. Absolutely, and then you know he's he's the pioneer. He was the best, and um, you know if he was doing it back then with a whole lot less you know tips and tricks than we have now, um, you know he, he knew what he was doing. So um, I probably you know he's probably one of the main reasons I'm doing what I'm doing today. I, I love Bruce Lee. I love his philosophies. I think he was so far ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Um, I named. My dog, Bruce Lee. <laughs> it's one word, but um, Bruce Lee with an L-E-Y. I know. So, somebody told me that before. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Some, hey. Someone that you live with, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you might have heard it from uh, from Miss Stephanie. She, yeah. she might have <laughs> brought up the pit bulls. Yeah, that was funny. She mentioned that. I said, ah, I wonder why. And, that, and, and it's, it, may, it makes all the sense in the world. Um, now, you've been, I mean, do you find uh, with uh, being the fight choreographer, you know, what, what do you actually look for when you're putting together a fight scene? Because obviously the players that are involved are of key importance, but what, what else do you actually look for to make a good fight scene great? You know, realism, I guess, um, and and really trying to find. Uh, I guess when I started, I when I when I choreographed other films and 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 working on, I, I wanted to just I I kind of went about it as like from like move to move, and I like you know I would like come up with like what I thought would look cool or or what. Like, you know, I would have a move stuck in my head where, like, I really want this punch where he's flying off a hill and he, it's like a Superman punch that lands and it just knocks the guy out from here and, you know, I want the upward angle. And, and it started with that and then you kind of would build the scene around that, like, move that you're, you're thinking of. Um, and, or, or even with, you know, when I'm trying to implement something like Krav Maga into it, I'm like, okay, I really, um, you know, Krav Maga in its core is like, it's so realistic almost that it's like, you know, how is that going to portray on film? Because it has to be as quick and dirty as possible. And sometimes on film, you have to exaggerate a little bit. So for me, it was like finding ways to um, add some movement to a particular realistic move that's going to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and find, figuring out the best way to catch that. So, you know, and it, it, it's, it's not easy. It's tough. I've actually, you know, as, as an actor... Um, myself, I actually want, and I love working with other stunt coordinators and fight choreographers that I can like, you know, I, I had the fortune on, on Halo 4 actually of working with, um, a few different ones. And the last one, a guy named Tom Williams, who was just incredible. Um, he's a great stunt coordinator and he's worked on a ton of films. Um, and he was putting together the fights and, and, you know, actually just having, having a little bit of the choreography out of my hands was wonderful because I got to just focus on my fighting and my acting and, and, and working from there. Um, because it, it becomes like you, you're, you're really directing a scene. It, it's, it's, it's really difficult, and, it, and it, it's very 
Um, it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort, and, and a lot of time, obviously, to make it happen. Um, so it, it's tough. There's nothing easy about it, I would say, especially with, like you're saying, you know, we got these audiences that really, you know, we got the, the couch uh, professionals that know everything about fighting now, and, you know, they do know more, and we're not going to pull anything over on them because they're watching fighting. So, And that, that forces you to be better at what you do. Absolutely. Okay. Nice. There's a movie I love out actually that was uh, it's called Warrior. I don't know if you saw it, the mixed martial arts film. I did um, see it. Yeah. Yeah, I really love that movie, and I love the fights in it too. And that's one of the first films that I thought really captured mixed martial arts well, which is um, one of the you know obviously people are making mixed martial arts movies now, but I just loved what they did with the fights and the drama behind it. Yeah, they, they did a lot of stuff with that. Now, uh, AJ, uh, we're going to take a quick break, so I want you to hold all your thoughts because we have more stuff to go into, and we're going to be right back. So, uh, listeners, just hang tight. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with AJ Draven and get involved and get deeper into uh, what he's doing. We'll be right back. Hey, tell me now.
Authorities say singer John Bon Jovi's daughter is recovering after overdosing on heroin. It happened in a dorm at her upstate New York college. Police say an ambulance was sent to Hamilton College early Wednesday after a report that a female had apparently overdosed. Officials said that 19-year-old Stephanie Bongiovi is hospitalized, but no other details were released about her condition. Police said Bongiovi's teenage daughter and 21-year-old Ian Grant were charged with drug possession. Both were issued tickets and ordered to appear in court at a later date. Bongiovi and his wife have four children. Stephanie is the oldest. The musician's representative isn't commenting on the situation. Police in the Central American country of Belize are urging software company founder John McAfee to come in for questioning in the killing of his neighbor. McAfee created the antivirus software that bears his name, but now police in Belize are listing him as a person of interest in the killing of a man who lived just two houses away from him. McAfee, though, is resisting cooperating with police. He tells the AP he's afraid for his own safety and insists the Central American government wants him out of the way. He also says that whoever killed his neighbor may have been gunning for him instead. It's not clear now where McAfee is, and officials in Belize say they're going to ask the U.S. and others to help track him down. Well, first of all, I'm not going to comment at this point on uh, various nominations that I'll put forward uh, to fill out my cabinet for the second term. Those are things that are still being discussed. But let me say specifically about Susan Rice. She has done exemplary work. She has represented the United States and our interests in the uh, United Nations with skill and professionalism and toughness and grace. As I've said before, she made an appearance at the request of the White House in which she gave her best understanding of the intelligence that had been provided to her. If Senator McCain and Senator Graham and others want to go after somebody, they should go after me. And I'm happy to have that discussion with them. But for them to go after the UN ambassador, who had nothing to do with Benghazi, and was simply making a presentation based on intelligence that she had received and to besmirch her reputation is outrageous. A boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent? One in 260,000. The odds of this born racer having 157 career top 10 finishes in NASCAR? One in 125 billion. The odds of him winning both the Daytona 500 and the Brickyard 400 in the same year? One in 195 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism, 1 in 110. I'm NASCAR driver Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Hey, you want to see something cool? Check this out.
My name is Anisha, and I'm going to rock your world. Wow. wow. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Look at that. Wow. Oh, my God. Along with my boys, Mikey and Joey. I need the Shalaba Brothers stack. We're knocking down walls and taking names. The brothers actually get some done. And everyone gets to play. Progress is slow. We should be finished by Christmas. Girls with power tools, roll. We're not just bringing back the den, baby. We're making mega dens that'll blow you oh, away. Wow! What do you mean? It's unbelievable. It's <laughs> cool. You want some of this? Facial recognition, motion activating. They're gonna wet their pants. This may be the coolest room I have ever seen. Because life is too short to live without a mega den. I like their size. I love their texture. Their shape, feel. They complete me. Big, small, it doesn't matter. Yes, I like boobies. Love boobies. Yes, I love boobies. Yes, I love boobies. I love boobs. Most of us know someone who's been affected by breast cancer. My friend. My piano teacher. My sister. My aunt. My teacher. My two aunts. I beat breast cancer. We can beat this together. Show the world how much you care. And join us in the fight. Because it's more than just boobs. It's life. DDP Yoga. It ain't your mama's yoga. <laughs> Over the last 12 years, I've developed this amazing program I now call DDP Yoga, specifically to strengthen and heal my own body. It's the only reason I was able to wrestle in the ring well over 15 years and three world championships. And now, I want to bring this amazing workout to you, and it will change the way you think about the word yoga. DDP Yoga is all about zero impact, kick-ass cardio, increased flexibility, and core strength conditioning. It's like nothing you have ever seen or done before. DDP Yoga. It ain't your mama's yoga. <laughs> all right, welcome back to the UCW Radio Show. We're here with AJ Draven. Uh, welcome back, AJ. Thanks, Lou. All right, we we uh, we left off. Uh, we we're talking about the films and how with the choreography and films and how you have uh, the, the the couch um, experts uh, kind of dictating the uh, the realism uh, that uh, you you know you as a fight choreographer or other fight choreographers have to uh, kind of you know um, rise to the occasion. Yeah, I mean it's making it tougher. So everybody, everybody's got to have their A game, and they, you know you gotta you gotta know what you're doing. I don't think uh, um, you, you, it's tough to fake real fighting. You know, it's like it's. I think there's so many different types of martial arts in the world, and you know, there's been different things throughout the years where it's like any different number of systems for any different number of countries. But um, you know, and different things have worked over different times. But now it's like you know, people are seeing how really you fight, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, when they're watching the mixed martial arts and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, and, and when people watch it, they feel like they know, they start becoming knowledgeable in it and they want to see what they think is going to work. And, 
Well, so you, you need to study it if you're yeah. going to do it, and and really learn how to fight if you're gonna if you're going to be doing it in film. Well, and, and you've you've actually trained actors and uh, in, in that and would you train them not only in martial arts but also in um, in developing their uh, their their choreographed scenes. You know, it's uh, it's a major uh, TV shows like uh, Raising Hope, The League, and uh, what was it, Being Human? Alias? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've i worked with quite a few actors. A lot of times, you know, actors living in LA, it's like, you know, a lot of a lot of the people I know are actors, and they they want to train and learn how to fight, and they'll get um, or will get a gig consulting on a show where it's like they need to see they, you know, they're interested in in having some of the people. Get obviously there's fight scenes on a lot of TV shows, or or even just the simple stuff like we need this actor to get in shape and and uh, and know how to punch. So like, should we have something that'll look good? Um, so yeah, that that'll be a big part of it. Um, and and just and it, you know it's on very different levels. Like you know some actors will, will just want to um, come in and and basically just get in shape and learn how to move, and they want a different type of workout, I guess, than just you know, running on a treadmill or lifting weights. So they get something interesting where they actually learn how to defend themselves and they get in an amazing shape doing it because, you know, you're using muscles that your body's not used to using and hitting pads and firming up. And, and other people, you know, have scenes that they have to choreograph and or, you know, hey, I got to I gotta look good in this fight scene and so we'll, we'll help them out with that as well. Well, you have a lot... Uh, of martial artists in, in Hollywood and, and you know, the general public, they really don't realize that you have people that you would never think that are martial artists. And you also have, you know, some people in Hollywood that martial arts actually save their lives and they kind of incorporate that in some of their films. You know, one person uh, that right off the bat that comes to mind is Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Sure. He's a Wing Chun man. And he incorporates that, you know, in um, in that Sherlock Holmes film that he uh, that he he brought Wing Chun to the table there, which was interesting. A uh, good friend of mine, Phil Morris, he's also a Wing Chun man, you know. So you have a lot of prominent names um, in, in Hollywood that are involved in martial arts, and I think it's fantastic that you're gonna that we're seeing more and more of that, you know, uh, pop on into to film. And, uh, yeah, I, I love. I, I agree. I mean, and I think it's cool. And I, you know, my goal, one of my, I guess, selfish goals or personal goals, is to make, um, to bring Krav Maga more into movies and into film. I think it's got this kind of, we're, we're, it's pretty popular throughout the world, but it's kind of like this cult following, um, where you know, you if you know about it, you're like, ooh, that's that badass stuff. That's you know, kind of military and and aggressive and it's not quite mainstream yet. And, and my goal would, would be, I'd love to, you know, get it more mainstream and hopefully I can get it involved by doing it myself as an actor in more films and, you know, doing it in more fight choreography and, and bringing it about as much as I can. Um, but I definitely love the different styles and I always have, you know, I, it was like Seagal doing Aikido and, mm-hmm. you know, and damn kickboxing and Bruce Lee, Jeet Kune Do. It's like, that stuff's just great. And, you know, I'm, and obviously my thing is Krav Maga, um, which has a lot of similarities. Obviously, it, it is basically mixed martial arts, but, you know, just, I guess, a little more um, straight to the point and less of a sport, more of a survival art. 
Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we punch the same, we kick the same. That's it's just you know I'll grab a bottle and hit you over the head with it if that's what we have to do. Yeah. Versus you know mano a mano go in a cage and duke it out. Well, um, I mean in real in reality, and I, I don't care what art you're in, uh, two things don't change. You know, punch is a punch, a kick is a kick, and you, there you, go, go. you, you go from there. And in Krav, you know, I, I, it's, it's not, you're not doing forms, you're not doing that thing. It's, it's more to the point of going in, ending it quick, and walking away. You know, um, and again, I, I, I may be off point with that, but you, you can correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, no katas, no forms. <laughs> Nothing like that. No memorization. It's all, it's all assessing a threat, finding, getting a situation, um, taking care of that threat, and going home safe. Um, if, if you memorize and you practice movements that you're going to do, inevitably in a stressful situation, those things are going to change. So um, there's no way to predict what's going to happen. And if I, if I have a form that I've memorized under stress and when my adrenaline's pumping and someone's actually trying to kill me, or, or kill someone I'm with or, or, or hurt us in some way, um, then that's all I have to fall back on. But if I've, if I've got the training and I've, been tra- and I've trained in stressful situations and I've, I've worked with my heart rate up and my adrenaline pumping and, I've, and I've, I've dealt with multiple attackers in different scenarios and I, I felt what it's like to, to really be attacked before, now maybe I can center myself and, and, and really use my awareness to assess the situation, figure out how I need to get out of it, and, and do so. Um, and that's really all Krav Maga is about. It, and, and that's why I love it, because it's, it's, just, it's just real. All right, but it's, it's reality fighting at its best, and that, that's what it is. You know, you're not, again, you're not dealing with, well, I have to do move four and, uh, <laughs> and move my leg this way and so on and so forth to, to get something done. This is, as you said, assessing the situation and, you know, doing... Um, I guess coming up with the best uh, scenario to get out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and let me, let me ask you a question, AJ. Now, um, I mean, you being a, a true martial artist, you know, in the world of MMA, it's it's like it bursted on the scene in, in such a way that you have people, and this has changed over the years, you know, but it was a situation where people would, you know, try to get into the cage or get into the ring and have three months of training and call themselves uh, a martial artist, which, you know, it's like you're not you're not fully uh, trained. You don't even understand the basics of stuff, you know, but that's changing now in UFC where you have, you have a lot more uh, respect to tradition going in there. Okay, now do you do you find, um, in your opinion, do you find that uh, to be the case now that you see more people actually becoming true martial artists? You know, in uh, in MMA or actually in just in general. Um, I would say you know, I, I I couldn't agree with you more that you know when it started off it was like it almost felt like a tough guy competition like who didn't care about getting hit and, you know, they're going to go prove their worth in the ring where, you know, I've been training for three months and I'm the toughest guy in the world type deal. Um, I think it has become a much more honed and skilled competition and you're not getting in the UFC or you're not getting far in mixed martial arts unless you are extremely proficient in boxing and kickboxing and wrestling and jujitsu. And it's like, you, 
you got to know you got to know your stuff at this point. Um, now, granted, I when I'm teaching someone self defense, I'll take I'll take the guy or or how to fight. I, I'd love to have a guy who's like who who's not afraid of impact. Maybe someone who played football. Um, and, and, and has felt what it's like to be like go really hard or maybe wrestled or, or had someone fight against them and, 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 and hasn't backed away from that was a real go-getter versus maybe even someone who is a trained martial artist in one of the more formal arts that, you know, has a lot of memorization and habits. Um, you know, I'll generally take the, take the guy that's been in the trenches a little bit mm-hmm. versus the, the guy that's been trained and has the habits. Um, as far as a fighter goes, but you know, if you really want to be a champion and you want to get far and fight competition, um, then, you know, you better start training in all facets of fighting because everyone else is (laughs) at at least at this point. No, yeah, no, they definitely are. And even in, in Krav, you know, you have structure and, and I think that's one of the key things is having that structure because if you're just out there and, and pounding brick walls and you want to go and, you know, and just to have that type of deal, you're actually losing out on thousands of years of, uh, of, uh, of martial arts history and tradition that can actually not only enhance what you're doing in, in the cage or in the ring, but be, become part of your lifestyle. And that that's this is part of your lifestyle, your 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 martial arts. I mean, for me, it's it is my life. I mean, I do it. I pretty much do it every day. So, you know, and even and I I love I I love it. You know, everything about it. And even and one of the things, one of my main jobs actually, when when I am teaching, uh, for that matter, is I, I teach a lot of teachers. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll certify instructors all over the world who want to open their own schools or are teachers at other people's schools. And, 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 and a lot of those values are things that we have to teach them. It's like, look, you need to understand self-defense, but you also need have to understand how to articulate it to people so they can go home safe and they can learn it. And I, it's one of my favorite things is, you know, turning just a student who like maybe loves martial arts or loves Krav Maga or, or just, or, or just likes the feeling of self-defense um, into someone who can then turn around and go share it with like, you know, hundreds and thousands of other people across the world and maybe change all those lives too. Um, I, I really love it. It's, I think it's an important skill and it's, it's, it's a, it's a good thing that people can do for their lives. And that's why you like training people. Actually, that's why you love training people because it's not, just about hey uh this is what i do and this i have to train someone you do it because you're actually i mean forget about money forget about everything else when you're you're involved in martial arts and you learn something your way of paying it forward is by giving that knowledge to the next person yeah and 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 that that's what you're doing there and i think that's that's fantastic and I, i do like what you guys did with that youth program that camx uh, and you know our kids need as much um, guidance as they can get, and if they can get some sort of structure, you know, from uh, from Krav with with a youth program and start from there, yeah, I think that's fantastic. You know, and you're doing a great thing there. Uh, now you have special ops uh, that you said that's uh, that's on Showtime. Okay, now who who is in that uh, film that you uh, oh, in the special ops? Who is in that with you again? 
You had um, Steve, okay, so, yeah, Stephen Bauer, right? Yeah, Stephen Bauer. He played like the bad guy. Right. Um, cool guy, man. Gotta gotta say, gotta give a shout out to Stephen Bauer. He was such a trooper. He was such a great guy to have around on set. I, I really, I'll never forget. I love that guy. Um, Stephen Bauer, and then Finola Hughes, uh, the Emmy Award winning actress from she was in Staying Alive, the lead lead girl in uh, General Hospital for years. Um, and um, so, and you know, a cool cast, a lot of uh, a lot of well, we filmed a lot of it on location in the Philippines and Hong Kong. Um, so I ended up having some pretty cool fight scenes with some world champion Eskrima Filipino stick fighters, which mm. was which fun, and, and a lot of Krav Maga was involved. Um, I actually have another film that's just coming out this month, uh, which is actually a, it's, it's a little straight for me. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't the martial arts guy. I got to play like, it was kind of like of the goofball frat guy, almost comic relief. It's like a thriller horror type movie called Absolute Fear. Um, just coming out on Blu-ray and DVD, and I'm not sure what network it's going to be on yet, but my guess is something, either Sci-Fi Channel or Showtime, mm-hmm. I think something like that again. But it, was, um, it was just released, right? Yeah, just released last week um, on Blu-ray and DVD. I used to be able to find it you know, online in stores, stuff like that. Um, it's uh, myself, uh, my uh, beautiful wife, Stephanie Lemlin, is the lead girl in the, in the film. Um, she's awesome. And, uh, Patrick Bergen is, uh, you know, from sleeping with the enemy, mm-hmm. uh, is in the film and a couple, a couple other of my best friends, uh, Matthew Allen and Caleb Thorne, a couple good actors and, and great guys. So it was, it was a blast making that film. And it's, it's a cool little thriller, um, fun, fun movie. And, you know, kind of spooky and, and Stephanie does a kick-ass job as, as the, our lead girl. And she's, she's pretty great in it. Well, you're not afraid of, you know, uh, putting yourself, uh, I guess taking yourself out of the martial arts element and throwing yourself into, you know, something like this, like a thriller or a comedy or things like that. You're open to everything. You know, I, I like, I like acting and, you know, where I think, um, I think the martial arts stuff and the Krav Maga stuff and the fighting stuff, that, that, that is me. And that's where, um, I'm going to probably the majority of my stuff will be there. Um, I really love the comedy, um, aspect of acting. And I, I love the, I, I like to, I like making movies and, and being a part of them. So, you know, when I had the opportunity to, to kind of jump on this role, which was just almost the exact opposite you know, in, in special ops, I'm playing this, you know, Marine captain who's on the run from terrorists and it's all serious and I'm fighting and, you know, just trying to figure out what to do next. And, and this one, I just crack every joke I can think of as it goes. And, and it, it was it was kind of fun. It was a nice departure for me. Well, it, it kind of, you know, um, you can you can let your guard down a little bit and get get a little ridiculous if you want to. And it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a blast. So, for me, I think it, I, it kept me on my toes, keeps me on my toes, and I I want to keep, you know, pursuing both things. So, you never know in this industry. It's it's a, it's a crazy industry. Um, 
you never know what your next job is because you know once you finish your once you finish your film or your project or your video game or your TV show, you're always waiting for that next gig, and mm-hmm. and I you know you got to keep your op- options open. So um, I'm happy to have been able to work in a few different capacities, and and you know I'm, I'm excited about all of them. And you know I'm glad that you said that you know waiting for that next gig because I don't care who I have on the show. You know, it can, I mean, no matter how established they are, you know, they're, I guess, one of the, the things that they cherish is that they're able to work. Yep. And, and and that's, you know, as an actor, that's, you know, um, I mean, that's a blessing to be, to be constantly busy because you're honing your skills, you know. Um, so, yeah, and you've been busy yourself. You know, you, you have another uh, project that you're involved with, the uh, the Thirst Blood Wars. That was, uh, yeah, that that was uh, my, my first film. Um, it, you know, it aired for a while on like Sci-Fi and the Killer Network. Um, I that was I played a like a vampire hunter type guy. Uh, you can still get it out. It's uh, you know, I think they called it. It was called the Thirst in like overseas and Blood Wars here, and then somewhere it's the Thirst Blood Wars. It's the it's the movie with a million titles. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was a cool little film. I worked with a. Uh, Tony Todd, the Candyman. Okay. He was the bad guy, and I got to fight him. And um, Jason Connery, Sean Connery's son, uh, who was, you know, really cool guy. He was another one of the bad guys in there. It was, um, very, very cool movie with uh, and fun kind of college vampire and martial arts film, and got to do a lot of fighting in that one, which was a blast. But that's that's great that you can you know, as I just said, you can just work on different projects in different different areas and just you know be able to have because yeah, the bike I think that the more fun you're having doing a film, the more the better it's going to be because you're actually you know more in tune to it. I mean, again, that's just my view on it. Well, I you know for me it's like I. I have trouble even looking at it as work because I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love doing it, and you know, and if if I'm if I'm happy and I love what I'm doing, and and I love my work, then I feel like I'm never actually having to work a day in my life. I'm just I'm I'm just having a blast. So, you know, and and working on, you know, all these films and projects have been that way. Now, granted, it's all hard. It is hard work, and it's a lot of hours and a lot of commitment, a lot of practice and time. Um, but I, I enjoy it, and 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 I and looking back, even on those, you know, some of the best moments of my life that I'll never forget, and you know, kind of pushes you to want to keep doing more. And like you said, yeah, every actor is looking for their next job, um, and and being able to work is such a, um, you know, we're 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 all very grateful when we get to, so because um, it's not like those jobs are happening every day all the time. Mm-hmm. And for you, you know, you work, uh, you know, you work in different areas in film. You know, you do the fight choreography. You you're actually in the action scenes. Uh, you you do some of the behind the scenes stuff. So that that actually gives you an a better insight into how every, all the components work, which actually make your make a so so or good fight scene 
potentially into a great fight scene if you're involved with it because you can kind of, you know, uh, assess the situation as with Krav Maga. You can assess the situation pretty pretty quickly and try to put everything into place to make it really look sharp. Yeah, I mean, definitely increase my understanding of, of, of films. You know, I'm not the type of person that likes to sit around and wait for things to happen. Um, I like to try to make them happen. And, you know, so that means getting involved with the story of a film or, or you know, trying to create from the start, um, working with writers, trying to develop projects, um, just not sitting idle and letting it come to me. I, I want to go out and get it. And, and I think, you know, it, a lot of it has to do with my martial arts background probably. Um, but, you know, I and, and a lot of it has to do with that idea of like, Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't ever really, I don't think anyone's going to work as hard for me as I'm going to work for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, everyone's got their own agenda. So I know if I can, if I can create on different levels and if I can get a better understanding of, of how to make a, a film or a fight scene or act in a scene or, or whatever, then, you know, I'm going to do it. And, and it, it absolutely does. Like when I read scripts, um, or, or I watch films, it's, you know, it's it's almost impossible now not to to at least try to break them down and and or, or get a sense. I think a, a I sense a larger scope. I'm not just watching the movie. I kind of feel and see what goes into it, right. which helps on a lot of levels. Well, it's funny. It's like being a musician, where you're a musician and let's say you play the guitar or you're singing, and you 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 kind of critique someone when they are doing it so uh, with what you're doing if you're watching a film uh, you start right. breaking it down while you're watching you're like well you know what they could have did this better or they could have did that better or they could have handled it this way and you start analyzing the whole thing does that drive you crazy um <laughs> i tell you what um let's just say i'm glad i'm not a musician because then at least i can listen to music although i do i do mean karaoke man i got 80s rock down like no other there you go. However, um, yes, it, you know, I, I will say it probably doesn't drive me as crazy as, you know, if I'm at a movie um, with my wife and, you know, we're trying to watch it and I'm sitting there like making noise like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably the one that's uh, going more crazy and, and, and won't, let me, um, won't let me live it down because, yeah, I, it, it's hard. It, it's actually, it is tough for me to watch an action movie without being highly critical. And not even critical in, in a way of, I guess critical might be the wrong word, but um, just I really break it down, you know, where it's like, you know, whether I love it or I hate it, or I'm like, oh, that would never work, or that guy needs to train more, you know, um, who who is this stunt guy, or what, what is, how do they get that camera angle? It, it, it does... I, I will say sometimes it takes you out of the film or mm-hmm. takes me out of the film. Um, but, you know, if, if, the film's, if the film is so good, you know, that I'm not noticing, then I know they did a good job, and I'll go back and watch it again and check out the fights. So like, I, I would say Warrior, for example, mm-hmm. you know, a film we talked about earlier. You know, I love the fights, but I probably had to go back a second and third time to actually really watch them because I was so invested in the film that I wasn't, I wasn't, really paying attention i mean i was paying attention but not in a way of like trying to say well what was that movie just did it was you know i really was getting the scope of the whole project well they they did a great job because you had actual actors as leads 
that yep. that actually did a, he- a hell of a job in in the cage, which was really interesting. You know, uh, really interesting. And and I didn't even know um, the the guy that played the brother. I didn't know who he was until I started watching some other movies. I said, you know what? But he's he's a badass. Tom Hardy? Yeah. He's, he's a, he's I don't a, know him, but that's my man right there. Yeah, he is a uh, badass. Yeah, no doubt. He's good, man. I'll watch him, I'll watch him in any movie. Uh, I'm a fan. Um, he, was, he was a total badass in that movie. And, you know, you can't, like I said, you, that, you can't just fake that. Um, that you, there's something there with that guy. And he, and he put in, I don't know what his experience was leading up to it. I don't know if he was a fighter, but... You know, he became one, and he, you know, I'm, I can imagine he can at least handle himself pretty well because he looked good. Yeah, and you know the thing is, I mean, you can be, you can be a great fighter. Like Kung Lee, he's, he, did, um, so he did that uh, new movie, that Quentin Tarantino movie. You have some uh, fighters that can actually go in there and, be, and wind up in films and do well. But you have some great fighters, you know what? You put them in a fight scene, they're, they're looking kind of bad. You know, so right. it's, 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 not, it's not just an automatic thing. Hey, I'm a UFC champion. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be a big action star. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. Um, you know, I've tried to – I couldn't agree more. I think that these – a lot of guys do get just thrown in the parts here and there. And, you know, you see when it's pretty easy to tell, you know, and I agree. I love the, I love the fact that these guys were actors. Um, and I hope, you know, for me, I, I like, I obviously consider myself a martial artist, but I also consider myself an actor and I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, use both of those together to help in my career. Um, uh, as opposed to coming at it from one angle or another, I, I don't want to just, be thrown in a film because yeah i can fight um i, I want to be able to do both so i try to work on my craft and, and, and both both crafts and then hopefully be able to combine them at the right time because um, i think you, you got to have both i mean people nobody wants to buy someone that, that can't act you know they'll, they'll watch your fights if they want to watch your fight and you're a ufc fighter those watching the they'll watch you go fight when you're when you're fighting on pay-per-view or something um they don't need to see you flub some lines and you know, just to do a, a made-up fight scene, yeah. but when you got, they can deliver some lines and and vice versa. You know, when I, there's a guy that obviously can't handle himself, I don't want him to be the action star of a movie. When you know, there's a lot better choices out there, like the Daniel Craig's or Tom Hardy's, and you know, these guys are badasses, and and you can tell. And they they bring they'll bring more to a scene than yeah, someone that actually is a real fighter you know only because they understand the dynamics of the fight choreography because as we talked about earlier you can be a great fighter however if you don't understand the dynamics of the choreography you can be the best fighter in the world i don't care your fight scenes will look bad Yep, and and that's just the way it is. Now, AJ, what what else are you working on now that uh, that you can actually talk about? Um, I got a few projects in development that um, I, I am doing. I can't talk much about it. I have a reality show that is in development. And it kind of goes along with what we were talking about before, with um, you know, Krav Maga and my training. Uh, we'll just you know leave it at that. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> but it's uh, I'm excited about it. We did a little pilot um, and hoping to get, you know, trying to see if the networks have any interest and, um, and you know, go from there. Uh, you know, I'd love to... I, I'd love to do that. I have I have a fun little uh, kind of goofy little web series that I do, which I'd love to turn into a TV show, kind of bringing together my comedy chops, and which I hope I have, and uh, my action movies. It's called Johnny Badass, um, which and I, I've done some like web spoofs, and it's almost like I'm spoofing myself, which I kind of like. Um, but it's uh, Johnny Badass basically does the uh, worst action movies ever imaginable. And but he's pretty badass when he does them. So and make little fun web videos with it. And um, I wish I had more time to spend on it. But the goal for that is to you know get a little audience and and hopefully get it out there. Maybe do a film or a TV show around it. Well, the, you you the, the, and then you kind of throw that comedy in there too, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, I dig yeah. it. It's it's fun. Uh, I, I you know it's been good. I've I actually got a little bit of a following with it and. Had had a few videos that that got out there, um, and you can if if you can check out one of them. It's pretty funny on there. It's, it's called if you look up on YouTube the perfect self defense. Um, it, it pretty much combines my it combines acting and and martial arts. I think for the very first time in history. So, um, <laughs> all right, sorry, <laughs> acting and self defense. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny, you know. Yeah, because I know. Um... You know, some some martial artist like a friend of mine, James Liu, he uh, did a film, 18 Fingers of Death, and it was just a comedy about martial arts. And, you know, when he, I remember when he showed me, when he was making the film, he showed me the, the dailies, and I, I just couldn't stop laughing because this is stuff that you want to see. Like, if you watch those old kung fu movies and you see the modern day movies that type of thing so he made it into a comedy thing kind of like what you're doing where you're you're kind of just letting it all hang out and uh that doesn't minimize you know your your skill it just makes it even funnier yeah you know what i figure if i can't have fun doing what i'm doing why am i doing it so it's like i i have a blast doing that kind of stuff it's just it's fun, and I, I like staying creative. You know, you go, you have ups and downs and lows, and I'll have, you know, I was busy as hell all summer working on Halo, and and you know, and then and maybe I'll have a month or two where I'm just teaching and waiting for my next gig, and so, but I love staying creative. So, you know, doing the little spoof videos or or creating a project or just writing something and then going out and 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 getting it shot and making some people laugh is it keeps me on my toes and it keeps me happy. I, I really do love doing it. Um, and who wouldn't want to, you know, make a movie called demon babies from hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And I, I think that you're going to, you're going to continue to do this for a long, long time and entertaining the audiences for a long time. AJ, you know, uh, you've been doing some great stuff and I, and I know you're going to have a lot of great stuff going on in the future. And, uh, you know, we definitely need to follow up with what you, you're going to have going on, you know, in the months and years to come. Cause I think your, your future, your career is just going to get brighter and brighter. I really appreciate that. I'd love to stay in touch. Definitely. And, uh, and and appreciate the time. It'd be fun. No, thank you, and thank you for for being patient while we're going through, you know, the transition here. Um, 
because we were trying to get this done for a couple days, but we we, we actually got it done, which is fantastic. Now, um, before before we uh, let you go, why don't you let our listeners know how they can follow your career, how they can uh, learn more about you and your your social media, your website, so whatever you have. Perfect. Um, yeah, well, you can find me on Twitter. It's uh, My Twitter handle is at Johnny Badass. That's the name of that character, and it just kind of took over my life. So um, that's Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, Badass. And um, my website is, uh, I think you'll like this one, it's enterthedraven.com. Nice. Um, and that's uh, just like Enter the Dragon, but with my last name, Draven, D-R-A-V-E-N. Um posting some career, you know, updates and stuff on there. Um, and then Facebook, sure, I'm on Facebook. You can find me, AJ Draven, just got my name. Um, and I actually do have, you can look at johnnybadass.com if you want to see all the spoof videos too. And I send, I put links links to those out from, from Twitter and all the other stuff. So it'd be great. Jump on board and Come check out some updates. All right, excellent. So our listeners out there, you want to find out more about A.J. Draven, just go to, you can follow him on Twitter, Johnny Badass, or at Johnny Badass. Go to enterthedraven.com, check it out, find out more about him and what he's doing because this is a guy you want to keep in tune with because he is the new breed of fight choreographers, of of martial arts um, actors that are, you know, actually – they're going to they're going to the next level in film, and you're gonna find you're gonna see more and more of that. We've seen it in the latest Batman movie. We've seen it in Spider Man. We we we're continuing to see it in more um, I guess more action well, more action films, of course, but other you know films that are not action films that just may have action scenes. They're bringing a new element. They want a new breed, and A.J. Draven is one of them. A.J., thank you for coming on the show, and we definitely need to follow up you know, uh, down the road. Great, Lou. Thanks a lot, man. Just let me know. I'll be back. You got it. Thank you. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you. My father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.